Welcome to Glass Bones Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Burke. Joining me today is the beautiful and awesome great buddy of mine, Mr. Kyle Franz. Kyle, how are we doing tonight? Hey, buddy. We're going to do a solid take two on this one. <laughs> Shh. Not everybody needs to know about You mistakes. told everyone on the last one. I know so I did. I wasn't going to bring it up, but... <laughs> I don't care. You know what Matt, stuff Matt, Matt apparently didn't watch the Glade commercials back in the day. The plug it in, plug it in. <laughs> the best part is you said that to me and I'm like, okay, what is this a reference to? And I'm like, uh, trying to like, okay, think through it. I'm like, this is funny either way. And I'm like, uh, is this something that we talk about tonight? And I'm like, I'm such an idiot. Even that quickly, <laughs> I completely missed the joke. And it was, it's really uh, sad because there's not even a gif of that. I literally had to do it like, <laughs> like I'm a 90 years old and go on YouTube and send you a video. Oh, oh, you should have been at the shop today. My dad and our body guy, John, had the most boomer moment I've ever seen. John had this picture on his phone that he, it's a product that he wanted my dad to get. So instead of John sending my dad the photo to send to the guy that we got all of our material from, my dad takes a picture of his phone with the picture on it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, that boomer excellent. moment. Yep, exactly. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, but apparently we are too because we uh, we had a potential producer coming in tonight to interview for the position, we'll say, <laughs> and he said some some text to you that we still don't understand. So apparently the, we're, we're, we're now that generation, which mm-hmm. is sad. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I'm okay with it because if that's yeah. the way they talk, whew, I'm good with it. That's the slap. That's the slaps or that's, the chalk or what did he yeah, say? Something, like? something about the chalk. <laughs> that's the slaps for Luke. Luke will know what I'm talking about because I always misuse that intentionally for him because yeah. I refuse to use it quote unquote correctly because it doesn't mean what it's supposed to mean. Anyway. When I used to anyway. see Luke and hang out with Luke, I was able to keep up with it. I'm not lit anymore. I don't know how to do it. <laughs> oh, you, you need to hang out with Chili. That's, that's how you get lit. You know he's vibing. Always. Actually, it's it's fine. I, I I don't miss it. I'm I'm, I'm good with my my 1950s lingo. Nobody misses Luke. It's fine. <laughs> Boom, roasted. Boom, roasted. No, I'm not I'm not prepared this time. That's my bad. That's my bad. See, that's why we need a producer. Come on, Cole. Figure it out. Yeah. Figure it. Out. I'll figure it. Out. Oh yes. All right. So to you know what we kind of sort of definitely foreshadowed in last episode, we are doing some trade trees tonight. So. What we're going to do is we're going to take a trade, we're going to break it down, and then break down what happened and what pieces went from where to where, and who was traded, and who was picked with those picks, and all that kind of stuff. So, I have one prepared, and then Kyle has one prepared. The second one that I was planning, which we won't have time for tonight anyway, since we know how long this episode takes now, but we won't have a we won't have enough time for the second one. But that one is very intense, so we will definitely have that one on at some time later. And it'll be a full episode dedicated to one trade, and it still might be an hour and a half long. That's how. Yeah, that might be a two parter. That's probably going to. I may have to figure out how to. I will. We may have a one, an Edmonton side and a Philly side. That's maybe just be what we have to do and just split it in half. But anyway, so we're going to hop on in here. So the trade that I have picked today for us is the Ryan Miller and Steve Ott going to St. Louis. And in return, going back to Buffalo is Chris Stewart. William Carrier, Yaroslav Halak, a 2015 first rounder, which turned into pick number 25, and a 2016 third rounder, which turned into number 89. So that's the original trade. So Kyle, why don't you give me your thoughts on the original trade before we start diving into what this could have been or what it should have been, I should say. (laughs) 
Yeah, well, I remember when this deal happened, it was it was nuts because I remember St. Louis, you know, they were so competitive for a lot of years and everyone always said, like, we're just a goalie away. There's the goalie away. And, you know, Halak and Brian Elliott were the goalies for a long time there. And it was a it was just a different time. Like a goalie tandem wasn't a thing back mm-hmm. then as much. It was like you need you need a starting guy. Like two goalies don't never play in the playoffs. Like you need one. And neither of them were ever able to really take the net and run with it. So yeah, they decided to make a bold move and go out and get Ryan Miller, who at the time was at the top of his game and he was one of the best goalies in the NHL. And unfortunately for St. Louis, it did not work. They did not win a I believe they didn't even win a playoff series that year. And six games. Yeah, it was a six-game series, and he was not very good. So, unfortunately for St. Louis at the time, it really did not work. Um, but I know Steve Odd ended up playing a couple years there, and he's now their assistant coach, so it's kind of cool. But he um, he was a good player for them, so at least they got some asset from it. They gave up a lot for him. So, yeah, on the St. Louis side, when it all started uh, – yeah, they 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 did not win on the deal because then Ryan Miller ended up just walking the next year and um, yeah, didn't wasn't too good for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and as a as a big big Ryan Miller fan, which is the reason I picked this trade, it was definitely one of those things where looking at it at the moment, it was like, oh yeah, this is this is going to be great. Like this is what St. Louis needs. I was excited to see him be on a team that could actually you know take that step forward and be very good. And they just crap the bed. And the same with and and like same thing with Miller. Like Miller didn't play very well either. And I think Miller's a fantastic goalie, one of my favorite goalies of all time, but his numbers were not up to par. I mean, that year in Buffalo, he played forty games, he had a nine twenty three save percentage, going fifteen twenty two and three. Mm-hmm. So on a very bad team, that that team picked second overall that year. They were bad. And then he gets to St. Louis and he had a nine oh three save percentage, which was fine. It was ten eight and one. And then he got into the playoffs. And he had an 897 save percentage in six games. That is just not getting it done at all. Like, just, it just doesn't work, you know? And so it's a shame. It really is because it did look like a trade that was going to make, that made a lot of sense at the moment, but it just did not, didn't work for St. Louis. I mean, thankfully they got some usage out of Steve, Steve Ott, but they, they got very little out of Ryan Miller at the, at the end of it. I mean, Miller played 19 games in the regular season and he played six more in the playoffs, but, I played 122 regular season games and then 21 playoff games. So, and then as you said, he's now currently an assistant coach for them. So they got, you know, something out of it, but the big piece that they were going for was Ryan Miller and that just did not work for them. So it is a shame because it's definitely one of those, like what could, what could have been, that could have been Miller's cup, you know, and, and one of the best goalies in the league to never win a cup in my opinion. Yeah. Um, Which is a shame, but yeah, and then on Buffalo side, I mean, they got a couple good pieces. I mean, Chris Stewart was, especially at that time, was still like everybody thought he was going to be very good, and he was still trying to figure out, find his way. And what is he? Is he a top six guy? Is he a, is he a middle six guy? Is he a bottom six guy? And there was just a lot of question marks around him. But he was big body, a lot of skill, and a first round pick, like just a lot of things going for him. And then they got Will Carrier, which we now know what Will Carrier is. And how good he and how like, he, how important he was to Vegas's cup. Like, he was so important, and it just is so. It, it's crazy to look at you know him getting. He got drafted in St. Louis, played a little bit for St. Louis, and then went to Buffalo, played a little for for Buffalo, and then went to Vegas in the expansion draft. It is it's crazy to think about like 
that that's how his career has gone. And then he goes goes to win a cup, and he was such a vital part of that cup. But and they got Hawk, which they immediately tr- traded Hawk away. So he he never played for Buffalo. But and then a first and a third. So which we'll get into you know all the moving pieces. But first up, Chris Stewart. Um, that next off season, they swap him to Minnesota for a 2017 second rounder in the 54th overall pick, and they picked Uka Pekovuokunen, who is currently their backup goalie. Well, I guess right now he's kind of starting because Evan Levi's hurt, but I'm and I'm not sure where how that whole rotation works. But either way, he's he's playing on the in the big leagues, mm-hmm. and he looks like he could be a very good goalie. So. They, a second round pick for Chris Stewart was a lot to some people at that moment, and Minnesota may have overpaid for Chris Stewart for because he didn't play a ton in Minnesota. But Buffalo made the bet, made the most of a like fifty four is the bot, the back end of the second round. Like that's almost a third rounder. That's six picks away or seven picks away from being a, a third rounder. So bottom of the second, and they picked up a very good player and a very spotty draft class. That 2017 draft class is sketchy and it's got some very big holes in it. But yeah. And then uh or do you want to say anything about Stewart? Yeah, yeah. I, I was I was gonna say I, I was a, a big fan of Chris Stewart. So when that, that deal was made I was I was a little disappointed in St. Louis just because I thought he fit so well in that team. I mean St. Louis back then they were so big and strong and like I just thought he was perfect on that team. And a lot of people said though, know, like he'll just never make his way there just because they had so many other players on the team, like David Backus and Alexander Steen, David Prawn was there. It was just like he wasn't gonna really fit. And I understood that, but I was like, I don't know. I still think he he had, he definitely had potential, no doubt, to really help that team go to that next step. So I, uh, I I was always a big fan of his, and I was really disappointed how his career ended up ended up being because he never really he never really found a good home. Like he always thought like he just needs to find somewhere where he settles in, and you know he 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 was such a such a strong guy. Like he was so strong on the puck, and you know it was just it's a shame. I've always thought he had he had a lot of potential, but um, yeah. So Buffalo ended up getting him, and you mentioned that he got traded to Minnesota. Um, that was actually a trade deadline deal that was in March. So, uh, I, I kind of remember that cause Minnesota had a pretty good team that year and they were like, all right, we're, we just need some strength. And, and honestly, Chris Stewart's the type of player I would want to add at the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, same with that. It didn't work. And like I said, he never really found like a good home, but I really liked this game. So it's a shame it never worked out, but I, I think Buffalo definitely got some assets back in return, no doubt for someone that just wasn't ever going to fit there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we talk about asset management all the time on the on the show, and that's definitely something that, that the Buffalo GM did well with with Chris Stewart was he didn't fit there, and they were you know bottom team, and they said, hey, you know what, let's send him, let's move on from him and get some assets, and they got a very good asset in return. So, and they drafted well, which is very important. Yes. So then, yeah, so Halak then got he they traded him to Washington with a 2015 third round pick, which was number 62. And they sent that to, or sorry, that was sent to Washington for Michael Neuverth and Rostislav Klesla. So uh, Neuverth ended up playing 29 games in Buffalo, and then they ended up swapping him to the Islanders for Chad Johnson and a 2016 third round pick, number 64, which that pick then got sent to Pittsburgh because they hired Dan Blysma 
when he was still on contract with Pittsburgh, even though Pittsburgh fired him because NHL. <laughs> Why not? The guy gets fired from his job, but he can't get hired by another team. That makes a lot of sense. But anyway, so yeah, and then so yeah, Neuvirth played twenty nine games, and then uh, Klesa played a handful of games and played a ton for them. And uh, Chad Johnson played forty five games for them. So you know something out of it, and yeah, I mean, is what it is. But nothing, nothing groundbreaking over there. Just you know, pieces moving pieces around. Neuvirth was very good for Buffalo when he played in, in Buffalo, which is why I'm honestly I'm surprised they didn't get more for him because he had, I mean, a very good save percentage that year. He, the 40, uh, 29 games he played with them was very good. And I was actually surprised that all they got back was, was what, um, Chad Johnson. Like I, I thought they would, would have gotten a better and a third round pick, which isn't, was nothing really. But I also know with goalies, it's tough. You know, you, you just, you don't know what you're getting and you never know what they're going to do. So it's, it's tough, but it's just one of those things where, you know, you kind of want to see them do more and, you just yeah yeah well in hindsight it didn't make sense but at the time chad johnson he backed up in boston and had a very good season Mm. then he went to the islanders and he was playing well there too so i think buffalo was trying to give him like a starter position like they were trying to give him a shot at the starting position chad johnson was never going to be more than a backup goaltender Mm. and he was a very good backup goaltender back then too so um yeah no i i just think i think buffalo was trying to give him a starting he was a he ended up just becoming a younger Michael Neuvirth, so mm-hmm. I guess I could see that. But at the time, yeah, I agree. I, I feel like Neuvirth was he was a Neuvirth was definitely a, he was right on the brink of a starter. <laughs> he just never could. He never that once he hit that like thirty eight to forty games, it was like all right, you can tell he's slowing down a little bit. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's a shame, but I still think that's pretty decent value in return. But you you think it could have been a little bit more for sure, mm-hmm. but. Again, Buffalo Buffalo usually does a pretty good job, though, asset management in this deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least for this this, this part. part. Yeah, yeah. So we'll move over to the. Um, let's see here. I'm going to go backwards. So we're going to start with the 2016 third round pick, the 89th overall. So Buffalo attached that with Mark Pizik and a 2016 second rounder, number 38, and sent that to Buffalo. Sorry. Sent that to Florida for Dmitry Kulikov, a 2016 second rounder, number 33, which turned into Rasmus Asplund. So, another, I mean, that's, I mean, just kind of swapping, you know, swapping some guys. Mark Pizik needed a, another, a fresh start. Kulikov needed a fresh start. Getting two similar defensemen and just kind of swapping them and then swapping some picks to move up five spots. Rasmus Asplund was a good pick in that spot, especially because I remember in that draft class, he was supposed to be in the first round, and then he <laughs> fell out of the first round. So looked like he was going to be a very good player and just kind of never found his way in, in Buffalo and ended up moving him to Nashville for a 20-25 seventh rounder. So, you know, the trade tree's not dead yet, uh, especially on this side of things, but you would have thought that, you know, Asplund would have his, you know, like have an opportunity to, to play there and especially getting drafted when they were still very bad. You thought that that he would really take that step and he just never did so it stinks because i really i do like asplin i i do but it's one of those things where you know stuff happens and you know unfortunately there just wasn't a room for him in buffalo so they moved him and i believe he's playing the minors this year i don't think he made Nationals team 
So yeah, and asset, it, asset yeah. management. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild for Buffalo. I, I feel like a lot of a lot of the these deals here, like it's it's kind of the definition of Buffalo between twenty ten and twenty twenty, mm-hmm. where it's like everything they do is like the right move, but they find a way to make it not right. Mm-hmm. Like like Aslan should have been a great pick there. That that was a good move. I honestly Kulikov was a better defenseman than Pissick. He's still playing and everything, but like Kulikov at the time was like he had he had a lot of opportunity and he like I said I mean like I said he's still playing he's still a good defenseman but back then I was like that's a perfect ad for Buffalo and to top it off they got uh, like a, a good pick there like you said I remember Asplin his name was getting thrown around the first round he kept dropping kept dropping and I thought Buffalo made a great move there but yeah once again like I said it's just weird Buffalo that it it just felt like everything they did was wrong mm-hmm. for the longest time there. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, what could have been Andrew Peak and Jordan Cairo were the next two picks. Oof. And then let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six picks later was also Alex DeBrinkin. So, jeez. Yeah, which freaking flyers? They're supposed to pick DeBrinkin. Everybody thought they were going to, and took Pascal Labor. <laughs> Whatever. Talk about screwing up a pick. Yep. Anyway, but yeah, so yeah, I mean, it's a shame, but you know, hey, this stuff happens and. Sometimes you you know you take people and they flop, and sometimes mm-hmm. that's you your management of that player. Sometimes it's the player themselves. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, I don't know which it is. I I don't I don't spend time in the locker room with these guys, so I really can't say what you know goes on inside their heads. But yeah. So and then the other thing I wanted to mention before I forget is that the Washington Capitals also flipped Halak that next year. Or two years later, I forget which one, which it was. Uh, couldn't have been two years. No, it was it was that year. I don't know. I don't remember. For a 2014 fourth round pick, which then got moved, I think twice. Just just real quick, it would have been like so they did the deal at the deadline that off season. Okay. They, okay. They made that deal. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So he wasn't working in Washington, so they moved him. So they moved him for a fourth round pick, which was number 114. Which they then traded away, which ended up in the Rangers' possession, and the Rangers then used that pick to select Igor Shosturkin. So Shosturkin's name is tied to this this trade, which is wild to me. But that's how these draft trees go. Uh, these trade trees go. There's a lot of that that moves on. Yep. But yeah, that that's insane. That I mean, it's it's crazy to think that. You know, Yaroslav Halak was traded, and then, you you know, everyone knows in those mid to late rounds of drafts. I mean, all I guess all the way through the draft, you know, you you see teams go like, "We'll give you a, you know, our our current fourth round pick and next year's fourth or fifth round pick or something to move up." And the Rangers did that and pulled off Igor Shesterkin. So it's crazy to think that Yaroslav Halak was traded for Shesterkin somewhere, somehow, in a way, and then ended up backing him up for a couple of years. So that's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Kind of hilarious. Yeah. That's how it goes sometimes. So all that's left from the original trade is a 2015 first round pick that turned into number 25. So Buffalo then packaged that pick with Joel Armia, Tyler Myers, Drew Stafford, and Brendan Lemieux and sent that to Winnipeg for Zach Bogosian, Evander Kane, and Jason Kastorf. See, this is this was the part where I was just in disbelief <laughs> to think that that Ryan Miller trade led to Buffalo making that deal to bring in a Vander Kane. It is insane. That is just insane to me. I, I just, I don't know why that is just, it's crazy. 
so crazy to think that that trading Ryan Miller would have led to the biggest mistake Buffalo could have made. <laughs> that may have been hiring Dan Bosma, but we'll go with Evander Kane for now. We all we all know Evander Kane is will always be the biggest mistake teams make. Oh yeah, absolutely. He's part of the reason we talked about Edmonton. We didn't even bring his name up, but he's a big big reason why they suck because they're paying him all that money. And what's he doing? Sucking. Yep. So, because when the going gets tough, he quits. Yep. So, and he is such a punk, but never <laughs> yeah, read of his punk stage. That that trade just, it, it is. It's it's crazy to think that, you know, they use that first round pick and they, but they also packaged Drew Stafford, who I was always a big fan of, and Tyler Myers, who at the time was younger and still growing into his game. And we all know how big Tyler Meyer is, Myers is, and he's still an NHL defenseman, no doubt. He's a solid, he's, he's a good player. He's not great. He's not as good as Buffalo was hoping he was going to be, but, you know, they moved him on. Joel Armia, he ended up making a pretty good career. And Brendan Lemieux, like they made up, he gave up a lot. To bring in Zach Bogosian, who was a former third overall pick, yep, and Evander Kane and Jason Kasdorf, who I don't believe one game he played one game. That's right. So yeah, at Buffalo, uh, yeah, they were doing pretty well in this deal until now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, this is where you see it, it all start to fall apart. They had a first rounder in a 2015 pick or 2015 draft, which. Now, maybe not everybody knows, 2015 was one of the best NHL drafts that we've ever seen, like, and we ever will see. And the crazy part is, those guys, that was only eight years ago, so there's still guys that got drafted that could potentially make an impact at the NHL level. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just so many, so many guys on that team that they... Oh, oops, I missed a trade with this, I just realized. Anyway, um... That there, but there, in that 2015 draft, there were so many guys in that draft. So many that it's, it's just crazy to me what they, what they could have done and what they did not do. So, but yeah, so yeah, it, it's it's crazy to me. And then so that just to me is like where you kind of that's where it starts to go bad for Buffalo in this trade because then that turned into they they so Jason Castor played one game for them and then walked to free agency. Zach Bogosian, they ended up buying his contract out, so they got nothing for him. And then they traded Evander Kane uh, somewhere in 2018-ish time, something like that, for a for Danny O'Regan, a 2019 first-round pick, number 29, and a 2019 fourth-round pick, number 122. So then they took um, Danny O'Regan, played a bunch of games, or a handful of games for them. Uh, let me find it. My notes. He played three Three. games for Buffalo. Three games. Three games for Buffalo. Walked in free agency. They then sent the fourth round pick. They added a 165. And so a 2019 six round pick, number 175, to Vancouver for the a 2019 six round pick, 102. So to move up in the draft, they used that fourth and then set a six to move up. They took Aaron Huglund in that position. He's still in their organization. Uh, draft was four years ago. So not no, nothing surprising about him a six rounder being a organization four years later and hasn't played any NHL games yet. That's okay. So jury's still out on him, we don't know. But then they took that first round pick, they add added Brendan Gool, Gooley, and traded that to Anaheim for Brandon Montour. Hmm. And then eventually when Montour flamed out in Buffalo, traded him to Florida for a twenty twenty one third rounder, number eighty eight 
which turned into Steven Sardarian, who is currently in Buffalo's organization. So, you know, we'll see. And that was only two years ago. So, again, him not making impact or playing NHL games is okay. That's not the end of the world. But, yeah. but still, just asset management. He turned a, t- a first rounder in 2015, which could, which this, the person that was selected there was Jack Rosselvick. So, you in essence turned Jack Rosselvick into Aaron Huglin and Steven Sardinia with. Uh, well, Vander Kane played 196 games and Brandon Montfort played 112. So you did get a lot of games out of both of them. But just what Brandon Montfort is now, like if it would have been Montour, if that it would that trade would have been Montour instead of Vander Kane. Okay, so be it. But it's just like it just they they kind of made it okay with the amount of games that these guys played. But it's just like but they weren't great years. It's no. not like they had a ton of points and played very well. Like it was just kind of games played, which does matter, but it doesn't matter that much. Yeah, but. yeah. I mean, Buffalo. Buffalo was in a position when they had like because Jack Eichel got drafted, and you know they were they, Buffalo was just they were a terrible team. Like they were there, they were second overall for a reason. They should have had the first overall, but they lost the lottery to Edmonton, which means they could have had McDavid. Mm-hmm. Which it's crazy to think what could have happened. But and Eichel, I, I know. Think, well, hot take. I think McDavid would have his cup. Yeah, I, I think Buffalo would have done a better job building around. It, it is. It. I mean, again, that's a that's a whole different podcast that we could do one day where it's mm-hmm. just like, what if? You know, it's 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 so fun to think. But you know, Buffalo lost that, but they were in last place. They were a terrible team. They were going nowhere, and you know, they were missing wingers. They they were missing offensive help. So you know, they they looked at that deal going like, okay, like Drew Stafford's he's he's getting a little older. We can move him and bring in a younger player like Evander Kane who. Had a, he still does. He has a lot of talent. There's a lot of there's a lot of potential with Evander Kane to be a very good NHL player, like a great player. But he just never had the mentality to do it. But you know they were looking to flip Drew Stafford for Evander Kane, Tyler Myers, and Bogosian. You know Bogosian's a little bit more responsible defensively. He's a better. I mean, I still think Bogosian's probably a better player than Tyler Myers. But mm-hmm. you know, it's one of those things like. I could see why Buffalo did it. It's just, it did not work. And I mean, I wish that wasn't a first round pick going the other way with all those other assets. That wasn't mm-hmm. a good move. Then I remember saying that then I'm like, if it was like a third round pick, it's like, okay, I could see that. But you know, it's crazy. It's crazy what you could do. You know, when we get to mine, you'll see it a, a little bit more than on this one. But, mm-hmm. you know, we always talk about teams and their asset management. You know, like Arizona is always going out and getting draft picks for aging vets and stuff and, you know, taking on contracts to get assets. It don't matter unless you, you hit on some. Mm-hmm. Some teams don't hit on some. Buffalo is a perfect example here. They hit on literally none of these. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a lot of trades, a lot of organizations such. A lot of pieces moved, a lot of draft picks, and they have, I mean, two players, a third rounder and a sixth rounder to show for all that. Yeah. For their best, the best goal, no, not the best goalie in their history, but one of the best goalies in their history. Yeah. That's all you have to show for that. Yeah. It's not, and, and okay, yeah, you had a bunch of games played by Bogosian and Kane, but what's that matter? Right. You know, it's not like, it's not like you were in the playoffs then, or they were helping, you know, push your team forward, like none of that, like. You yeah, in the end, they traded that. Ryan Miller and they got Luke in and yeah. a bunch of, like you said, all that other stuff. But like when it's all said and done, like that was the only positive they got out of that deal. So it's interesting when you, because we're done now, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. I thought, thought that was all said and done now. So yeah, when, when it's, when it's 
when we're here now, you think about it and you're like, all right, maybe St. Louis is 160 games of Steve Ott ended up being better in the end. It, it, you know, when you look at it, you think, and that's one of the reasons, you know, we wanted to do this experiment. We wanted to, to do this trade tree. It's like, it's so funny to me when, you know, when teams make deals and we, you know, especially trade deadline, you know, they throw first round picks out like they're nothing. They throw second round picks, third round picks. And you're just like, Oh, that's a terrible deal. I would never give up a first round pick for that guy. Well, was it worth it mm-hmm. or wasn't it? Did the other team, you know, for even for both sides, you know, did the player go and do well for them and be like, you know what, that was worth the first round pick. And then the other team going like, was it really worth giving up that guy for what we ended up getting in the end? Because you never really know unless you do what we just did here and go through these teams because it is, it's incredible to really, really go back and look like, you know, when Buffalo made that deal. It was like, oh my gosh, look at all they got back for Ryan Miller. He sucked in St. Louis. They totally won that deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. When yep. you really read in, de- in depth with it, did they? Because it just led to them doing a lot of work for nothing, mm-hmm. <laughs> really, in the end. So, yeah, yep. it's, 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 it's one of the reasons me and you wanted to do this. I think it's really cool. It's so cool to go back and look at deals and just see how they really worked out for teams. Yep. But, yeah, it is, it's really fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's so cool to see who went where and how they got there and whatever, you know, all the stuff that happened and everything else like that. Like, it's just, it's wild to me what it ended up being, yeah. what, what could have been and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's crazy, but let's move on over to yours and let's get rolling on that boy. Alrighty. So I did a deal that happened on June 22nd of 2010. The Boston Bruins acquired Nathan Horton and Gregory Campbell from the Florida Panthers in exchange for Dennis Weidman, a 2011 third round pick and a 2010 first round pick. So we'll start with the Bruins because this one's pretty simple. Nathan Horton played 169 games, scored 56 goals, 51 assists and won a Stanley Cup. And then he ended up uh, leaving in free agency and signed in Columbus and retired in 2014. Gregory Campbell played five seasons in Boston with 358 games, scoring 39 goals and having 32 assists. And he ended up leaving in free agency and also signing in Columbus and retired in 2016. Also won a Stanley Cup and led the Bruins to another cup final in 2013. So, uh, yeah, and Gregory Campbell has the best shift in NHL history. He broke, he blocked it with Kenny Malkin one timer, broke his leg and refused to leave the ice and killed the rest of the penalty and got the puck down the ice and got off and never saw the ice again. Cause he broke his leg on that shot, which is insane to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was a unit, man. And that was one of the, that's one of the things that separates hockey from other things, other sports. Yeah. And that's when I don't know, we, we kind of hear that with a lot of different people who are trying to get into to hockey now is you see that like, it's just different. The, the mindset, the, there's no load management in hockey. No. There's, you block shots, you play, you pay the price. And sometimes it's going to break a bone. And we just saw it with David Savard, you know, that, that happened. And it's just like, he broke his hand blocking a shot. Yep. It happens. It's part of the game. But the guys like that are so important. And those are the guys that win you cups. Yeah. So good on them and good on, on Boston for realizing what they needed and, you know, bringing him in because he was a valuable, valuable piece to that team for sure. Yeah. 
no, no doubt. Nathan Horton too. He scored so many big goals in that 2011 run. The OT winner against Montreal. He scored two OT goals in that series and game seven. He scored the game winner. He scored the game winner in game seven versus Tampa. He was just a beast. And then unfortunately he took a very dirty hit in the cup final against Vancouver and it knocked him out. And honestly, that basically ended his career. I mean, he was able to finish. He ended up playing and he played in 2013. He was a part of that cup run too, but he was just so in and out of the lineup with concussion issues the rest of his career. And then I found it really funny. This is, this is nothing to do with the trade tree, but it's just kind of funny because Columbus ended up flipping him to Toronto for mm-hmm. long-term IR <laughs> trade with for David Clarkson. The greatest contract signed on July 1st ever. Oh, God. <laughs> That's going to be a what-if conversation. That draft, that free agency class, and how many of those guys sucked after they got signed. But <laughs> I mean, David Clarkson, we all knew that wasn't going to work. But anyway. We, we, it going to rain. We're not going to get into that. So that was pretty much Boston's side of it. They're, they, well, that was Boston's side of it. They had nothing else to really, no, no other tree. Mm-hmm. Or no other limbs on that tree. So we'll move over to Florida and we'll use the, we'll start with Dennis Weidman, the player that was sent there. Uh, he ended up uh, getting traded to Washington for Jack Howsworth and a third round pick. Sorry, I. I don't have my normal uh, setup here, and I'm trying to do it on the fly. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so he ended up getting traded there, and the third-round pick was John. That one didn't get moved, right? No. Okay, so they ended up taking Jonathan Racine. Racine? Yep. Um, okay, here. I'm getting caught up. I'm sorry. I apologize, everybody. <laughs> It's okay. It's all Sarah's fault. Yeah, it is. It really is because she stole my my iPad. Well, it's her iPad that I stole from her. But anyway. (laughs) um, So, yeah, they ended up drafting Jonathan Racine, who played a total of one game in the NHL for the Florida Panthers. So That's wild. Yeah. Uh, And Jack Houseworth played... Give me one second. Or Jake. I keep saying Jack. I said that last time, too. I screwed that up. Jake Howsworth never played a game in the NHL. So he ended up getting traded to Dallas for Chris Barch. Chris Barch. And with a fifth-round pick to Dallas for Chris Barth and a sixth-round pick in the 2012 draft. So Chris Barch was actually a name I I forgot about. He was always just like a... Just like a steady defenseman. He played in Dallas for a long time. And I, I remember when they traded him, I was like, oh, like, he's just one of those players you, you always enjoyed watching. He just he was a hard worker. He hit hard. And he was just a fun player. So he went to Florida. And then Florida ended up, he ended up leaving Florida, signing in Jersey. <laughs> and then 20 games after playing with Jersey, he got traded back to Florida. Don't understand how that happens or why that happens, but that's what happened. I think so. I'm looking at it. So he played 22 games in 12 13 for New Jersey. He didn't get to Florida until the 13 14 season. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I think they maybe they were like, oh, nope, we don't need you. And then they moved in. That's, that's exactly what happened. He signed in Jersey in 2012. And then in 2013, right before the season started in September, 
they did that deal. So, yeah. But it's wild. It's wild how that happens. Yeah, it really you know, is. Like it's it's a, oh, it's a you know minor league transaction. Like okay, yeah, sure, but it's still just like it's funny to me. Yeah, yeah, it really is. So then, Jonathan Racine ended up getting traded in 2016 from Florida to Montreal for Tim Bozone Bozin, who never signed in Florida and left as a free agent and never played. So there's another asset. See, this is the theme with Florida. There's mm-hmm. a lot of assets that they, they acquired that never worked out. <laughs> so that was the tree off of Dennis Weidman. So then the 2011 third round pick that they received in the deal from Boston, they selected Kyle Rao, who I definitely remember, no doubt. He was a small, gritty winger and never really, I I actually thought he played more than he did. Mm -hmm. Um, But no, yeah, he really didn't play that much. He had two seasons in Florida and then he left as a UFA and signed in, I believe, Minnesota. Yep. And... I think that's pretty much where his career in the NHL ended. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, didn't really, uh, they didn't hit on that third round pick either. And it's it's one of those that, you know, in, in the theme of what we've done here, that third round pick would have somehow gotten flipped or like moved on a da- draft day to like move around in the draft. And I mean, I'm not saying they were wrong by not doing that, but this is also another example of if you just take what's there, it doesn't always work. It's just a matter of how you hit on your assets. That's the whole theme here. And like I said, Florida struggled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so then the other piece that Boston sent to them was the 2010 first round pick, which was then traded to the Los Angeles Kings for the Kings first round pick and also a second round pick. And the Kings, ironically, just selected Derek Forbert, who is now on the Boston Bruins. Mm-hmm. So funny. Yeah. It's so funny how that all works. And it, anybody that's that's listening to this, I know that this is, you know, it's not the easiest thing to follow. We're going to try and put out some graphics next week, so that way you guys can follow along with that. Hopefully they'll be out before you listen to this. But it's one of those things where it's like, I know it's a little confusing, but it's also, I'm so, so, so thankful for Cat Friendly. And Elite Prospects, HockeyDB, all those ones, they're so helpful with this. But if you want to have some fun, hop on Cap Friendly, click on the Tools tab, and under that will pop Entry Draft Board. Click on the Entry Draft Board, pick a year, pick, you know, 10 years back, whatever, and look at, it will show you who was drafted, who originally owned the draft pick, who drafted from that position then, all that stuff, what the tra- the trade was that got you there. Like the first pick in the 2010 draft, or sorry, the second pick in the 2010 draft was Tyler Sagan, which was originally owned by Toronto. Well, then how Boston picked Tyler Sagan? Well, it was part of the Phil Kessel trade. Mm-hmm. Like that's all listed right here. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So go check that out because it is so cool and so crazy to see what moves and what things happened. Like right after Derek Forbert gets selected, Vladimir Tarasenko gets selected. St. Louis has that pick because they traded David Runblad to Ottawa. Mm -hmm. It's like, and it's funny to me, like looking at what could have been like, Oh my word, have they, what if Ottawa, which is ironic because Terrence goes now in Ottawa, ironically, but like David Runblad played, I mean, 
what it ended up, 113 games through one, two, three, four, five, five seasons, 113 games. Yeah. So just like, it's just crazy. And you'll see all that if you go on and look at this stuff. So, right. Anyway. Yeah. No. Uh, it is. It's it's crazy, and and yeah, like I said, I we apologize. It could be a little hard to follow, but just try to like hear the names that we're throwing around because you're not going to know a lot of them. But like that's the point we're trying to make. Yep. And it is. It's 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 really interesting. And like Matt said, we're going to try to put together a, a um like a little uh, graph or something to a little tree. We're literally going to draw a tree and to to help you follow along with this. But um, so yeah. Moving back to that, so that trade or that pick was traded to the Kings, and like I said, the Kings took Forbert, but that's irrelevant to this. I just wanted to throw that in there. Uh, but the pick that Florida got, the first round pick, they they selected Nick Bukestad, which is finally a name that people should know because he at least has made a good NHL career out of it. So Florida made a good pick from that, mm-hmm. but. They found a way to screw it up <laughs> because they later on traded Nick Bugstad along with Jared McCann to Pittsburgh for Derek Broussard, Riley Shahan, a second round pick, and two fourth round picks. Doesn't sound terrible with the amount of assets they got in return, but I'm going to name you the names that they took with the picks and then you'll understand why it wasn't good because it was Vladislav, help me out, Matt. Kolya Chanakov. Hold on, I got to Chanak. I was looking. So <laughs> before we go too crazy, I was looking because I was interested. So Derek Forbert got traded from LA, which is part of this, which I forgot and missed. They traded from LA to Calgary. Derek Forbert got flop flipped for a fourth round pick, which turned into Jackson Blake. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's pretty so, cool. Sorry, just was I was looking at that. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. So that's how LA ended up with Jackson Blake. Yeah, I'm. Which for those that don't know is Jason Blake's son, and he plays very similar to his dad. Yeah, and I love watching him play. He played on the World Junior Team this year, and he's so much fun to work. Yeah, watch. But anyway, Nick Bukestag. So okay, trading, and then they picked. Okay, so yeah, Vladislav Kolachanok. I like I I like the way you said it better. Um, just have confidence that you're completely wrong. It's fine. <laughs> I'm just going to dominate it. It's fine. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh. oh, boy. Boy, boy, boy. Okay. Um, so they chose him with that pick. Dmitry Veronikov with the first fourth round pick. And the other fourth round pick, they chose Eric Hor- Horth. Eight- no, they didn't. That pick got traded. Oh, that's right. You're right. Sorry. That pick, that pick, uh, Columbus ended up selecting Eric Horth. Yeah. However you say that, I don't know. But um, let me find, let me find that trade because that was a 2019 fourth rounder. Mm -hmm. What, do you know what number that was? Uh, 104. 104. Let's find out what it was. So that was. This is so, this is so hard to keep up. I apologize to everybody. Oh, well, I I honestly can't wait for you all to see. I I so the trade the other trade that I'm working on. I I'm not, I'm not kidding when I tell you I've spent at least four hours on it, and I'm not done. And I honestly don't know that I'm close to being done. I'm over seventy five trades at this point, from That's a trade insane. that happened in 
Oh, crap. Hold on. Let me look it up. That was... I can't re- re- uh, reveal the name because nobody's supposed to know. So I got to be all sneaky about this. But I'm trying to think off the... I don't know off the top of my head. It was a while, it was a while ago. But let's see. That was in 2007. So in 2007, this trade happened. So 2007 birth years are driving cars. Yeah. 16 years ago. Yeah. And I'm at 75 plus trades and have a bunch, a bunch of open-ended parts yet. Bunch. So anyway, back to this pick. So what's up? Yeah. The reason that the the reason I got lost here. So, I mean, I don't mean to go off the rails because we already have on this deal because this deal has been very confusing, but the, the reason I lost track of this trade was because the pick that ended up being selected by Columbus, f- which was Eric Horth, we'll call him, was traded one, two, three, mm-hmm. four, five, six times before the pick was actually selected. Mm-hmm. So it is impossible to keep up with that deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Well, I'm just, which is also where cap friendly is so helpful. So. It was first part of the Martin Hansel and Ryan White to Minnesota trade. Yeah. And then it was part of the Josh Archibald and Mike Layton swap. And then part of the Jamie Alexiak to Pittsburgh. And then back to Pittsburgh when Jamie Alexiak got traded back to Dallas a year later or two mm-hmm. years later. Yeah, they, they they just swapped the pick. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's crazy how that happens. And then it's part of the trade for Nick Bugue said. And then... Florida said, ah, we don't want that trade anymore. We want to move up in the draft. So then they traded the 104, which was Eric Hjorth, and then a uh, 2019 fourth-round pick, 114 for Dmitry Voronikov. And then they picked, they ended up with a 2019 third-round pick, number 81, which they then used it to, oh, dude, this ties into the Matty Kachuk trade. I completely dropped the ball on this one. Holy crap. So, for those of you that don't know, that <laughs> pick turned into Cole Schwint, who was then part of the Matty Kachuk trade. Dude. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what? Well, sorry sorry to <laughs> drop a bomb like this, but this was not prepared whatsoever, and this is the second time doing it, and we missed it the first time. Yep. So, yeah, in the end, that pick... That was flipped. Like you said, they, the Panthers took Cole Schwint with that deal. And, uh, wow. Yeah. We'll, we'll probably just leave it at that because we could probably go further. I'm sure. Oh, no. I guess it no, will end can't. there. That's yeah, true. Because yeah, that's too recent. Yeah. Because, yeah. Because Matty Kachuk is obviously still in Florida. And then the fourth round pick that Florida got is not until 2025. The first rounder that Calgary got isn't until 2025. Mackenzie Weger and Huberdeau are both in Calgary. So it does end there. But it does tie that. That is awesome. I know that I, to me, that's awesome that we just figured that out live. Well, you know, live ish, you know, on, yeah. while, while recording. While recording. But yeah, and with a, a freaking fourth round pick that has been traded six times ends up being involved in a, in a 2019 draft with one of the biggest trades of last offseason. Right. That is the craziest thing ever. That just that that just we just discovered that. That is amazing. Wow. Oh okay. I'm I'm way off. <laughs> I'm so, way surprised. I'm afraid to hit any other name. So I wanna we're gonna totally, totally jump off subject or well, not off subject, but so two picks before 
Eric Schwarth was Aaron Huglin. Okay. Which is one yeah. of the one of the pieces that Buffalo currently has from the from Ryan Miller trade. Miller trade. <laughs> That's wild. Dude, that is wild. that is so funny. And again, this is what I mean. Go look. It's so much, so much fun to just look through and see and, and you can then click on picks and click on people and see stuff like that and who went where and you know who they got who got traded and stuff like that. It's so so much fun. Yeah. But, it really is. But yeah, so I think <sighs> Let me see here. Um, oh man! Well, did we didn't finish Dennis we- so, the Dennis Weidman section technically because we don't have the the Washington Calgary trade. Oh right, you yeah, you were correct. Yeah. So Dennis Weidman got traded to Calgary then for Jordan Henry and a 2013 fifth round pick, which turned turned into Tucker Pullman. Which that pick got traded because mm. Winnipeg selected Tucker Pullman. So I'll have to go through and find which pick that was. Yeah, yeah. I was I was more sticking to just like what Flo- like Florida's assets. What yeah. happened with? But that's not. This is part of the trade tree. That's how this works. Yeah. Well, not, yeah, tech. Not really though, because like we stopped where like when Chris Stewart got traded to Minnesota, we didn't follow Chris Stewart the rest of his career. Well, but he no, we I, well I did because. As long as he was on that current contract or he was with that organization is what I stayed with. But he got, he signed elsewhere after that, that when he was in Minnesota, he signed as a UFA out of Minnesota. So that ended it to me. Not, but then when he got traded later, that was, wasn't on the same contract as, or within the same organization. Okay. Are you following me? Yeah. Yeah. I was only doing it off of what assets Florida received. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Like once they left the team, I I let that player go. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, that's also part of the reason why my trade trees are so so big. Yeah. So because I it's I'm tracking it to wherever where I whatever and wherever it touched. That's yeah. what I'm tracking it down. Okay. There. Okay. I was under the impression that we were just hitting like the two teams. Mm-hmm. Like where did they end up from that deal? Well, but see to me it's also hard because sometimes things loop back. Yeah. too and so it's like okay that went elsewhere but then something ended up coming back with that kind of thing so right. but anyway yeah. there's there's so many different ways to do tree trees so it's like it's tough and there and again when you do them the way that i'm doing them they're so intense yeah and there's so much going on with right them. But, right but anyway all right so where are we that's the million dollar question right now we are at so nick bugstad was yes. traded to Pittsburgh with Jared McCann for Derek Broussard, Riley Shahan, second round pick and two fourth round picks, which one of those fourth round picks turned out to be involved in the mm-hmm. <laughs> the Matthew Kachuk trade, which we've missed. So then the next piece would be Derek Broussard, Oof. who was traded to Colorado for a third round pick. Oh, that was it. Just a third round pick for Justin Sourdiff. And he... Played three NHL games, <laughs> and I think he, yeah. So he he only played three NHL games, and that was he's still playing in the AHL currently. Yeah, and he's he he actually he played three NHL games for Florida this year so far. Mm-hmm. So that that that's still up in the air with him. Mm-hmm. So that's actually pretty cool. Um. 
Then next would be the Riley Shahan who ended up just leaving in 2019 for in free agency. So nothing came of that one. Yep. And then the second round pick, which we already discussed kind of the uh, Vladislav Kalinchuk. You said it better. Kalinchukov. I like the way you say it. He was traded along with Anton Strawman and a second round pick to Arizona for a seventh round pick in 2024, which Anton Strawman was just a salary right. cap dump at the time. So, yeah. um, yeah, so he's he's still up in the air of where he's going to end up. And, uh, yeah, so that was that one. And then the second round, so that was the, that ended up being what came of that first round pick, which when they took Nick Bugstad. Mm-hmm. Then the second round pick that was involved with the one, the trade with the Kings was moved. It was traded for a third round pick and a fourth round pick. The third round pick... They chose Joe Basarba, Basaraba, and in the fourth round pick, they chose Jonas Donskoy, mm-hmm. which Basarba did only he did not play any NHL games, and Donskoy never signed his entry level deal with the um, with the Panthers, and ended up moving on to San Jose. So, as far as I'm aware, I'm sure I missed something, but I think uh, I think that's the deal. Mm-hmm. So yeah, which is wild. Yeah, all those pieces off of that that two put the two for three pieces swap. Mm-hmm. Like it's just crazy and how how that happens. But yeah, it's so cool to see. Yeah, it really is. It's, it's really it's really and it's also cool to see how it ties into you know like guys that got drafted in 2019 and and tra- draft picks are still like haven't been used yet. Right. And it's like and the trade happened 13 years ago. Yeah, it was, it was 2010, right? Uh, yeah, ago. June twenty second. So it's like it's crazy how how long trades can have like ties into yeah. know, stuff like that. Especially then when you get into you know oh I'm swapping this pick and I'm moving up in the draft, I'm moving down in the draft, and all that stuff. Yeah, it just is crazy what happens. It really but, is. Yeah, it is insane. So yeah, that was a lot of fun. And sorry for the confusion, but <laughs> tr- dropped a little bomb on ourselves when I found out that. <laughs> that the uh, Nathan Horton trade ended up having a piece in the Matthew Kachuk, probably one of the biggest trades of in, in a long time. So that's insane. That's that's really cool. It's really cool to find that uh, find that that tied together. Mm-hmm. Insane. Yeah, and especially I mean that was one of the very 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 few signed trades that the NHL has ever seen. There's you know, just so few of them. Yeah. So and that was like legitimately a sign and trade. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. It's so cool to see, you know, stuff they get that just stuff that ties in. You know, people don't realize, you know, how much and like what these draft picks can turn into. You know, like that too is is it's wild. But yeah, it, it to me that is that's what's nuts is like, you know, all these players that I named and Florida had so many opportunities to like hit big from this deal and just they really didn't. It's it is it's amazing. It's really amazing to look and see how these managers and how these scouts and these teams they use these assets, and sometimes it works. Most of the time, it really doesn't. Yeah, yeah. So this this trade deadline, when people are swapping picks and stuff, maybe uh, maybe don't be so concerned about it because, quite frankly, there's a lot of GMs who can't draft. Yeah. So or develop because it's not necessarily one or the other. So a lot of times, it's both. Yeah. They they can't draft and they can't they can't develop because. It's a mixture of both. Mm-hmm. 
yeah absolutely and if there's a if there's any trades out there that anyone wants us to to do just just send us a message and we'll see what we can do because we're planning on trying to do this a little bit more maybe every once in a while just hop on and do one like matt said he has a very big one coming so um that one's going to be a long one but we'll uh yeah we'll see what see what happens and like i said if you have one that you remember from the past or and honestly, any ideas, anything you you people want to hear from us, if you want us to play a game, if you get, put us to work, give us some homework, tell us that what you want us to do, and we'll do our best to make it fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you good? I'm good. All right. Yeah, please send us a DM. You know, let us know if you enjoyed this episode or not. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, that's my job. Uh, yeah, Come on. I'm now. sorry. <laughs> I'll do it again. Oh, it's like old times now. Actually, I need to hit the top of my laptop with my water bottle to make it old times. But yeah, so thank you all for listening. It's been a great episode. We really appreciate y'all sticking with us. And I know this was, you know, a little, a little complex, but we're going to try and get some stuff out to help with that. And again, let us know. We really appreciate the, the feedback and input. We want to hear from you all. So, you know, just let us know and, and let us, again, let us know if there's anything you want us to do, if there's any players you want us to look into, any, you know, hey, what did you think about this person getting drafted here? What did you think about this trade? You know, whatever. Just let us know. You know, thank you all. It's been another episode of Glassbones Hockey Podcast. We'll see you all next week.